to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches i am zach and i'm czar i i sports I sp- <laughs> all right so today we're doing something different we're doing something weird we're doing something exciting right we've got a little bit of a new segment and it didn't come from me it didn't come from czar and it didn't even come from zach no matter what he'll tell you zach okay. doesn't help Okay, it's fair. <laughs> it came from Peaches. So, uh, Peaches, what are we doing today? Quiet on set. Places, everybody. And... Hello, everybody. I'm Jay Peaches. I'm the host of the Movies and TV Shows podcast. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Jay Peaches. <laughs> so you see the T is like a T-E-A. See? I see what you did there. <laughs> That's not a very good name, but go... <laughs> Go on. And today okay. we're going to be Hold talking. On. Re- oh, repeat okay. that. What is the name? The movies and TV shows podcast. You know, because like T. OK, that you know what? OK, that that's better. But make sure every time we do this, you explain the pun. Yeah, I will. It's not funny unless, because that's how jokes work. It's not funny unless you explicitly explain why it's funny. Well, that explains so much right now. <laughs> that's why no one ever laughs at my jokes. Everyone says it's like, you know, jokes are like dissecting a frog. You understand it better at the end. And it's much funnier once it's fully understood. That analogy makes no sense. Why, why am I turned on right now? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? That was kind of dark. <laughs> Zach had to miss that day of school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> we're going to take it from the top here. So today we're going to be talking about all of the video game movies and TV shows that have come out recently and some not as recently. Um, just to kind of get a rundown of where we're at with video game conversion to television and movie media you know just because back in the day it wasn't as good if we look back at like all the stuff made in the 90s with you know your tomb raiders your resident evils and your uh i hesitate to even call it mario but technically it was how dare you forget that movie was (laughs) (laughs) there's a mortal Kombat in like 93 i forgot about that not to mention doom and the legend of zelda Oh my god, Doom with the Rock. Yeah, those are good times. Yeah. Oh my god. Unless you like yeah. Doom, then it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. That's accurate. But if you're but if you're a fan of terrible movies, it was great. So I was happy. <laughs> see. There you go. But and I kind of want to just kind of go through a rundown of like all of the most recent ones that have come out. Cause I don't know if you guys have noticed, but video game movies and shows have kind of been fire lately. They have been doing an exponentially better job because like, I don't know if you'll agree with this timeline, Peaches, Zach and Czar, whoever uh, has seen this timeline. 
When video game movies first started becoming a thing, late 80s, early 90s, they fell into the so bad that they're good category. And then throughout the early 2000s, maybe late 90s, it was like, not so bad, it's good. It was just, these are really bad. <laughs> and you're right, Pizzas, lately they've been doing a much, much better job. To the um, point where I only rebuttal. cringe maybe five times. Rebuttal? Yeah. The Monster Hunter movie. The Resident Evil movies. I, Dude, you can make arguments that those suck too. Have those really been that mainstream? Because I think the Monster Hunter movie came out in what, like 2020? Yeah. And like, did it even go to theaters? I didn't even know it had a movie. There was a Monster Hunter movie? Yeah, precisely. So, I mean, I'm going to, I guess I can narrow the category even more down to like mainstream video game movies and television, but. I feel like Monster Hunter is as mainstream as Last of Us. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> mainstream in the sense that people actually knew that it was happening like who knew that the monster hunter movie was happening <laughs> ooh, you ooh, are just Warcraft. you've got Zach's balls in your hand right now and you're just crushing I'm more of a tickler I don't think so I think he's stating points I just disagree with his points what about Warcraft <laughs> I, I just think it was more like the COVID thing. I straight up until I googled this for like did some googling for this segment I didn't know they made a monster hunter movie because it was so bad because they didn't do a good job. Oh, OK, anyway, that's the point. It's a video game movie. <laughs> but and you can talk about that one when we get to our when we talk about some of the other ones. But I'm, I'm mainly focusing on our most recent ones that have come out. So I'd like JP to start us off by talking about Cuphead because Cuphead just recently released. And just to give you a quick uh, summary of where it's sitting at, it's got a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. From critics. Yep, nice. (laughs) And a 75% audience score. So so overall, it's very positively reviewed. Like, it's doing pretty good, especially given that it's it's based on a game that makes you want to kill yourself. So JP, take it away. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. (laughs) So you're starting off with the cream of the crop, my friend, because uh, Cuphead, the video game, and it's hard talking about the video game doesn't even matter because like the video game can be fucking incredible. That doesn't always necessarily mean it's going to receive a fantastic movie slash TV show counterpart. Right. Uh, But Cuphead was extremely well done. It It's like it, It's not going to get you in terms of like its story because it's meant to be like episodic, loosely connected stories. Um, But the number one thing that people loved about Cuphead, the game, was the animation, right? The way that the game looked because it's so iconic because it had so much love to it. The TV show was done the exact same way with great voice acting, great characters and a really great animation style. I don't think this is the first really great property or or I shouldn't say property. I don't think this is the first great TV show that came out of a video game, but I do think it's one of the best and one that really encapsules why people loved the video game. So you're starting off really strong there, Peaches. 
But yeah, and so JP, just give us a, a bit of a. I know you've talked about it before, but just for the sake of the segment, sure, sure. Give, give us like a rundown of like what you your overall thoughts on Cuphead when you were watching it. Like, did sure. you like the story? Did you like? Do you think the dialogue was well written? Do you think like the animation held up? I was impressed. Um, I really was. So. Uh, first of all, like I said, the animation, that's absolutely why people were attracted to Cuphead, whether you're talking about the TV show or the video game. But in regards to the TV show animation, yes, blew it out of the fucking water. Um, amazing. Just extremely well crafted. Very reminiscent of 1950s, 1960s animation style. They absolutely killed it. Uh, the characters that you, I mean, you've got three main characters, I guess four Right. If you count later in the season when Miss Chalice comes along, but it's Cupman, not Cupman, it's Cuphead, it's Mugman, it's the Elder Kettle and it's uh, Miss Chalice. Right. And you're not going to be blown away by the story. That's the thing. It's it, it's very short, episodic, like little funky adventures with Cuphead and Mugman. You're not going to be blown away with each of the stories, but they're fun to watch. Right. They, they were very fun to watch, even though they were just those little adventures. Right. And whether you're talking about the animation style or the voice acting, there was really great voice acting in the show, too. They just did a fantastic job with the show. I was so unbelievably impressed because the whole reason we have this segment, the whole reason you thought of this segment, Peaches, was because, you know, that. Cuphead is one of the rare instances where we got an amazing TV show slash movie that came out of a video game property, right? And those are my overall thoughts. Well, okay, so JP, you brought up a really good point in there about, like, the story. It's good. I mean, it's not great, but I, I watched the show. I watched Cuphead all the way through. I've never played Cuphead, but I, I got to compare my likability of story to how you know detailed the story of the game and source material is like if right. that story is pretty cut and dry simple like it is in Cuphead where Devil's trying to get Cuphead's soul then like that's the most I can expect from a TV show the rest is just kind of gravy on top so to speak well, I though that's a really great point too, Zar. And I have been saying this for the longest time, even before video game movies and TV shows started getting good. If you want to use a video game property to make a movie, what you need to do is you need to set up like the world that the video game takes place in, but utilize a different story and utilize different characters, right? Otherwise, you get absolute pieces of shit movies like Avatar The Last Airbender movie, right? Because they were trying to take a huge, rich story that took 12 hours in one season of world building and they tried to shove it, right? To just shove it into like a two hour movie, which was never going to work. What Cuphead did instead was it took the, pro the pieces that people loved and then did something different with it. And that's fantastic because, one, you're not going to fuck up the source material too much, right? And two, you have a different direction to go in with the story or with the characters or with any piece of the property that you want, you know, making it more exciting and therefore giving fans the ability to be more lenient with how critical they are of the property. So, Peaches, after hearing more about Cuphead, uh, what's your next question? Well, 
I just mainly wanted to like get a quick synopsis of Cuphead because I think it's important like we get a look at where Cuphead is at like from your view where it's at from the critics view and where it's at from the audience view do you think that like a 69 from critics 75 from audience so we'll say mid about 72 do you think that's like a out of 100 do you think that's a fair score for the show honestly no I think that is underselling it quite a bit um but on the other hand, I could justify not not justify. That's not the right word, but I could see how some people who came to this show wanting a little bit more of the source material were a little bit disappointed. Um, but in my opinion, Cuphead, the show did exactly what it was supposed to do. Right. So in my opinion, no, that's a pretty you think it should score, be higher. I do. I do think it should be higher. I, you know, even not like immensely higher, like maybe the eight out of 10 range, you know, like 80 percent. That's where I would personally put this. So quality show worth watching is based on a video game is what you're saying. Yes. All right. Give us a season two. (laughs) (laughs) But for that closes the case on Cuphead for now. Now we move on to Uncharted, which is sitting at a 40% critic score, which is very low. Um, Not very low. Mm -hmm. There has been worse, but that's not great. And a 90% audience score. So, and I can kind of explain that discrepancy here, but Zara, I believe you said you saw this movie, correct? I did. I did see this movie. All right. So I want you to talk about it. Like, tell me, like, did you like the characters? Do you think that Tom Holland and... The guy that I always forget the name of, Mark Wahlberg, uh, did a good Marky job. Marky Mark. <laughs> do you think they did a How good job? How do you forget the name of Marky Mark? Because I always think of Matt Damon when I see him. <laughs> Anyways. Wow. That's kinda, <laughs> yeah, kind of. I could see that. Anyway. Um, so yeah. it was just like, tell me, did you think the story was good? Do you think it was well written? Do you think that the actors did a good job? And uh, like, just give me your overall thoughts on it. And then at the end, just tell me, like, do you think... Where do you think it should sit in terms of a score? Okay, well, well, first off, I want to start by saying I fucking love Tom Holland. Guy kills it in every single role. Like, he's awesome as Spider-Man. And I, I had some worries about him being Nathan Drake, but holy shit, Tom Holland killed it again. That man's a treasure. Yeah, he really is. Treasure. And he's just, like, his career is just blossoming. And I think this movie honestly did wonders for it. This is another difficult game to really dissect, though, because, well, as everybody on this podcast knows, I'm an Xbox guy, so I've never actually played Uncharted <laughs> because it's PlayStation exclusive. But as as far as the content went, like the action scenes were great. The story seemed to flow very well. It was easy to follow and seemed like it held pretty true to the source material. And what I love about video game movies, this this movie had Uncharted Easter eggs like there's one specific scene and I'm not going to ruin anything, but you'll recognize a specific voice. You can't say I'm not going to ruin anything and say, but just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, stop for you hurt somebody. But yeah, everything worked well for me. I completely understand the 90% that the audience gave it. And I'm really confused about the 40% that the critics gave it. 
Well, I'm sure Peaches is going to bring this up, but critics are some of the biggest idiots that exist, no matter what they're critiquing. Well, here's oh, the thing. But so I, are fans, but continues are. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But I was, I was, gonna, I feel personally targeted by your comments. <laughs> I mean, we're the four of us with the podcast, but not a super famous podcast yet. We're kind of in a gray area. But anyway, keep going. Well, this this movie had a very specific, well, not flaw, but something I really don't like in a lot of movies is it was an origin story. And if there's one thing I hate, it's fucking origin stories. Because, like, 90% of the audience going to see this movie already knows the origin story. But I, I guess it did kind of interview. You didn't? Well, I mean, that's, that's fair. But, like, how much does it really matter? I, I gotta I mean, knock you know, some points for that. But other than that, fantastic. It's your review. You go off. You do what you want. All right. Yeah, it's my opinion, so you, not you thought, yours. I just want to uh, get clear. So you thought the story was good. You thought the actors killed it. You didn't notice any like bad writing or anything like that. You thought it was okay. Maybe a couple, maybe lazily written, maybe quickly written parts. Very quick dialogue moments that I think were actually meant to be inside jokes or like Easter eggs or something. Can hmm. I follow up, or is it going to mess your narrative? Follow up, please. Zach, you have the talking stick. I have the talking stick. Okay. So why do we need an Uncharted movie when we can have an Uncharted game? Because this is kind of where Sony got the whole thing where you're playing a video game. Like, I feel like this this movie would have been better as a video game. This movie is already That's a, a complicated question. Yes. But I wanted to do <laughs> Uncharted video game again with Tom Holland as the voice. <laughs> yes. That I would just... sell. That would sell. <laughs> Look, we get it. We all love Tom Holland. <laughs> Look, we get it. We I'm all not gonna stop look at Tom Holland it. and we're like, that is one hunk of a man. I sure would like to sleep with him. That's what we're all thinking when we see Tom Holland, every single one of us four, including the uh, two people that are married and one that's in a relationship. We're okay, and thinking. just saying, in Uncharted, <laughs> yes. Tom Holland is fucking jacked. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you, you can see that in Spider-Man, too. I don't know, I feel like he's just jacked. As someone who he's has not jacked. jacked, most anything <laughs> where, like, they're just not fat, I'm like, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. Proud also, of you. the man's got cake. I mean, his He's caked out of his mind. Wait, yeah, the guy had a much better butt as Spider-Man than Brie Larson did as Captain Marvel. Just saying. Uh, I, I think I know the photo you're referencing. And I'm pretty sure that it was photoshopped, but it's fine. It's not really a big deal. Anyways. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. Anyways. So, Czar, if you had to give this a rating. So, obviously, between critics and audience, this is sitting somewhere between 60 and 70. Where would you put it personally? Um, I definitely put it into the 80, 90 and I think wow. having not played the game or be like super obsessed with the game really helped out that rating. Um, but it was fantastic. Start to finish, I was captivated. That's actually really impressive. I didn't think I was going to hear that much praise for Uncharted the movie. And real quick, I do want to explain where a lot of these critics are coming from, because like a lot of people may already know this about Rotten Tomatoes, but Rotten Tomatoes. Um, this the critic score like that 40% either means like it's 40% of critics gave it a thumbs up and 60% gave it a thumbs down. That's how the rating system works. 
Mm-hmm. And like a lot of these critics, I'm not even saying that they're wrong because uh, they they said that the movie didn't do anything particularly new for the genre where it's like they said it was like a very routine and basic like action adventure movie that you probably could predict the entire story of if you wanted to. And like that's that's fine criticism. But I think, you know, the movie wasn't supposed to be, you know, genre bending. It was just supposed to be like a fun action adventure, Indiana Jonesy type movie. But if the movie is based off of specific source material, then you would expect them to not redefine the genre. Like it's it's got to have some sort of rooted nature and reality, you know? Well, that's the just um, the thing here. Didn't is that wasn't there like an eight minute scene where he's dropping through the air where he's climbing through the air out of an airplane. Okay, so I mean, rooted in reality, but that's a stretch. But keep going, keep going. Well, yeah, but isn't that like the most iconic scene in the game? That, that, that's directly ripped from the games. Like that's like one of the most famous yeah. scenes in Uncharted. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. And like, so that they wanted to do that one specifically because it was such an iconic scene. So I totally get stuff like that. But reality, reality is whatever I believe it to be. Okay, Thanos. You want to talk about reality? What is in Cuphead's cup? Coffee. His life. His soul. (laughs) Is it milk? I think it's milk. milk? Well, sometimes it's brown, isn't it? Maybe it's coffee. No, it's it's white. So it's either milk or it's something else that I don't want to talk about. Oh, I feel like it's milk. From what animal? I feel like that was in the commercial. Wasn't there a commercial? So... I think that's a good. Uh, are we doing a commercial for Cuphead now that we just finished? We wrapped up with our talking about Uncharted. Yeah, go watch Cuphead. I think. Go watch Uncharted yeah, go too. Watch, all right, all watch right. Milkhead. Um, and <laughs> now we move on to my sweet, sweet baby, Monster Hunter, Arcane. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, of all the adaptations of video game TV shows or movies that have come out, I think Arcane has probably been the highest acclaimed. Right, Peaches? Oh, yeah, definitely. Arcane is a movie where I can be like, or is a show where I would recommend it to you, even if you haven't played the games, which is like, that's that's a lot. Because, you know, a lot of the time you're, you're watching these shows because you're already a fan of the series from the video games. You know, like if you're watching Cuphead, definitely you, you liked Cuphead, most likely, you know, you're the average viewer isn't going to be like, oh, Cuphead. All right. Mm-hmm. But Arcane is something like entirely different. Um, it's it's so accessible to everybody, including people who have not played play League of Legends. And in fact, the common theme right. after the show came out was having to League of Legends players having to convince people to not play League of Legends after watching Arcane. <laughs> Interesting. That's pretty great. I, I would recommend the show to each and every one of you. But but will you ever recommend the video game to me? League of Legends? Never. Not, not in a thousand years. Uh, thank you. That proves that you care about my health. Because you care about your friend's <laughs> well-being. <Yeah. laughs> Um, but I just so this uh, show has a hundred percent critic score. Though I, I will give a caveat to that: wow. that it's only with twenty-five critic ratings. But that means every critic gave this a thumbs up and a ninety-six audience score. But still, like these people are paid to hate movies. <laughs> twenty-five <laughs> is amazing. That's actually true. 
critics are not paid to look for the good. They're paid to look for the bad. So I'm, Zara is right. That is impressive regardless. So this show has incredible animation like this. It's so different from animation you'll typically see like it's you know it's not like a japanese style anime it's not like you know your pixar style animated movie it's not like it's so different it, and obviously it's not like spider-verse like it's it's like spider-verse in the sense that it's unique it's a very unique animation style and it works very well for the show the characters are in, are like very well voiced. Haley Steinfeld voices one of them, and I did not recognize any of the other voice actors, but I'm going to guess that some of them actually voice characters in the game. What else um, has she done? Haley Steinfeld? Yeah. Um, she's had a music career. She has That's been it. in... Um, she's been in... Uh, what was it? Uh, she's been in a lot of movies. She was in Bumblebee, the movie. She's been in the show Hawkeye. Um, she she has a very impressive Hawkeye, resume. That's it, right? Cause I just watched that, so that's how I know her. Okay, yeah. And so Haley Seinfeld is the lead. She voices the character Vi, who people who play the games know her. People who don't, just it's not a big deal. It introduces you to the characters. But I cannot recommend the show enough. I think that this show was great on all counts. I think it's one of the best video game like it's probably going to remain one of the best uh like tv shows and video game media to ever exist i don't i think it's going to be a very hard well, to Chess, top this. i can't math but you can't really get much higher than 100 percent. and so that's why my overall True. rating for this show is 200 <laughs> <laughs> percent but a percent is out of a oh whatever <laughs> So are you telling me all of these athletes can't actually give it 110%? <laughs> Have I been lied to? All right. Here's along with just everything that Arcane already has going for it. Here's something else beautiful. Um, how much story do you actually ever get? When you play League of Legends, uh, however much you want, each character has ex extremely deep lore. And there's also a bunch of cinematic things that you can watch from League of Legends. There is a lot, a lot of story in League of Legends. Just none of it matters to the actual gameplay. So they overwatched it. Essentially, yes, except Overwatch came second. So. <laughs> so, so really, Overwatch, Overwatch took Legends the did. note from. Oh, interesting. Because well, I kind of actually. actually Oh, here we go. <laughs> they World of Warcraft it. World of Warcraft isn't like essentially story based, though. Like it's based off of Warcraft. It's like it's like an amusement park, if you will. And so you would. I, the difference is like in exposition that you get while you're playing World of Warcraft during the story. Do you get bits of the lore? Bits, yes. Like you, you could get the See, story from playing World of Warcraft. Mm, it would just be very hard yeah. to do, and you would have to read a lot. But like it's it's in it's in the quests no, and stuff. No, it's it's like you get a book, but it's not even. No, it's just just take my word for it, it please. Look, Zach, I played I played World of Warcraft, obviously not as much as you. And I know what you mean. Like you in order to get the lore from World of Warcraft, you would have to read a novel of text from each quest giver. But like, it's, yeah, that's I'm not still, fucking that's doing still that. there. And there's still cinematics in the in the game that you get to by completing like story like markers. Whereas 
League of Legends, there's none of that. League of Legends is strictly like multiplayer, you know, 5v5. You know, there's there's no lore given in gameplay. I didn't mean to make anybody upset. The only reason I asked the question is because I think what Arcane really has going for it is simply the fact that the lore was so already built in, but I think it's hysterical that m- even many people who play League of Legends don't know about this lore because unless you actively seek it, it doesn't make itself apparent. So did you know much about the lore of League of Legends before seeing yes. Arcane Peaches? And what did you think when you saw Arcane? I really liked it. Like, it's lore that isn't typically gone. Like, it goes... It tells a story rather than giving you lore. You know what I mean? Like, when you read lore on a character, that's just giving you kind of like the the character's background story and how they got to be where they are. It's not telling you... It's not trying to tell you a story because it just wants to tell you about the character and, like, where they come from. And so, like... Arcane is specifically a story centered on a group of people. And like, that's kind of how it differs from like the lore. The lore is what it's based on and like where the story comes from. Uh-huh. But it's it's very separate and it's easy. Like you can watch the show without having read an ounce of the lore. You know, if that makes sense. Total offbeat side question. What streaming platform Netflix. is Arcane available on? Netflix? Yes. Okay, okay, so same as Cuphead. Cool, cool. All right, so overall, uh, you know, Arcane, 200 out of 10. Um, <laughs> out of 10? Wait, you gave a percentage over just a standard unit of measurement. What is your scale here? It's perfect. It's beyond perfect. It's it's what every video game show should strive to be. It's Super Saiyan God. <laughs> <laughs> it has to go even further beyond <laughs> beyond even further beyond. that's good that's good i liked that but no arcane is very very good i i strongly recommend it and i've i've got nothing but good things to say out of 10 out of, it's it really it's a 10 out of 10 so that brings us to uh sonic the hedgehog 2 all right, so roll call. Who's actually seen this movie so far? Hey-o. Not I. Zach? Me, me, me. No. How have you not seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2? I thought we were supposed to all see it together. And well, then I didn't do that. <laughs> no, you didn't. So here's the thing. I've been busy. Well, you know what you got to do? You gotta, gotta go, go fast. fast. Oh, yes, yeah, we did the thing. Oh, we did. He said it. He said it. That's the name of the. Oh wait, no, it's not. Okay, you keep going. It's really funny with Sonic the Hedgehog too, because I went to go see it with Christine, and when I saw Spider-Man No Way Home with her, she had a lot of questions when everybody started cheering every few seconds, and I had to <laughs> explain to her what was going on. Well, the same thing happened in Sonic too. But every time she'd be like, what's going on? I'd be uh, instead of explaining it to her, I would just simply say it's not that deep. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he just be like, oh, okay." (laughs) he just likes to floss. That's that's just what he do. Is that in the games? (laughs) Why are you crying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just it's so funny. I remember when Peaches said he saw Sonic 2. 
there I said at least two farts, at least a couple of chili dogs, and somebody was gonna floss. I didn't think it was Eggman, but I was right nonetheless. <laughs> In fact, it's worse. It's worse that it was Eggman. I said it. Look. <sighs> Let's uh, we'll just jump into it. So Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has a 67% critic score and a 96% audience score. Generally well reviewed. Uh it's just surprising that that many critics gave it a thumbs up. Um, right. I just JP, I'll let you start with your thoughts on the movie first. I think what Sonic 2 has going for it is that the bar was set real low from its predecessor. Not in terms of, like, the quality of the movie, but, like, Sonic 1 was such a clusterfuck, right? Because of the whole, the way the Sonic Sonic looked thing. And, by the way, thank God they changed that, because that would have made the movie fucking awful. If Sonic continued to look like that, like we did the right Imagine thing by cyberbullying. Like if they didn't yes. change the animation style, <laughs> oh, it'd be past I, Ugandan Knuckles. That's what it'd look you, like. Oh my god, if nu- Knuckles with this style, uh, uncanny I valley, don't knuckles even want to know with very human but teeth. Do you know <laughs> the way? Oh my god, I'm, we're listen, we are living in the good timeline. Where we cyber bullied a studio into changing the way a beloved character looks. I do That's not support a good bullying. Timeline? Except in that one instance. <laughs> yeah, this is the good timeline. Isn't that terrifying? Isn't that awful? Boy, I hate to see the bad timeline. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Alright, so anyway. Uh Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was really, really good, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um very simple story. Right, but everything else was done extremely well. Uh, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, the movie was mostly about them versus Eggman, right? Which is great because it's mostly what we wanted to see, not all these stupid human people. Stupid humans. They are just the worst. They really are. That is so like them. Although when the humans were actually involved, like the little B story... It was actually really good. I liked some parts of the B story. Um, The characters were good. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, that dynamic, just watching them interact, was actually a lot of fucking fun. It was really well done. There was plenty of Easter eggs to keep the fans happy, but a story that was simple enough for newcomers to just have fun watching the movie. Now, beyond the cringy moments that we already talked about, why the fuck does... Every kid's movie need a dance battle scene. I just don't understand. I don't get it. Not even like a fun dance battle that like felt like, you know, it should have been there. Just like a very forced dance battle. Why is dancing? Yeah. Really annoying, like 10 minute break from the movie. Why is dancing just so inherently funny to little kids? I just. When when would I have time to pee during the movie, JP? Anything like that? (laughs) <laughs> They're making time for parents to go to the bathroom. Zach out here making points. They must have had a four course meal at Taco Bell because they could be in the bathroom for a while and it still wouldn't be over. When they get back, 
they would still be dancing. That's a pretty intense dance battle. Tied to the times, my dude. Farts were funny to us. Dancing's funny to the newer generation. Oh, they're still farts. They're... And I will even say that the first fart joke, I actually kind of did find funny. No spoilers, but it was kind of funny. It, it really um, doesn't take long to get to it. it. No, and that's my point. But the way that they actually did the fart joke had me chuckle a little bit. But like it was still it still aired on the side of cringy. But OK, I've talked about the bad. If you take the 20 minutes of awfulness out of the movie, you're left with a really solid video game movie that I actually really enjoyed watching. And uh, like I said, I think what's great about the movie is that it's simple enough to where if you're not familiar with Sonic lore, honey, wake up, new Sonic <laughs> lore dropped. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> right? You'll enjoy it. But if you are a fan of Sonic, especially the end of the movie, like the last 15 minutes, there's so much fucking fan service that it overrides the cringiness and what you're left with is actually just a really solid video game movie. I really enjoyed it. All right. Okay. So let me tell you why this movie is actually garbage. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> so it, honestly, it's not a garbage movie. I thought like this movie was a very eh movie. Like it, it really, I didn't hate that. I saw it, but you know, it was this or Morbius. And I think I chose right. Oh, that's a whole different conversation. Um, but my problems with the movie is that uh, it feels like the movie is wasting your time intentionally a lot. Elaborate. There is there is 30 to maybe 40 minutes of a wedding scene that does not matter at all. It is totally irrelevant to the story and it just keeps going. You think it's about to be done. Like, you think it's just like, oh, it's a quick little goofy side adventure. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll get back to seeing Sonic here in a second. No, it's not. If you're 10 minutes into it, you still have like 20 to 30 minutes of it left. Okay. And it has zero plot relevance. It is just there to kill time and, you know, hit hit like what is it, like a two hour mark on a movie. Which I don't even know why they would feel like they need to hit that on a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Like an hour and 20 minutes is fine. Yeah, and so I JP, do you, I assume you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and yeah, and I guess like where you and I differ is hot on like I guess how much you felt like these mo like the whole wedding scene, how much time it wasted. Like yeah, it was it was definitely filler moment, but there were some parts of it that were entertaining. Like it didn't bother me that much. Like the story of Sonic Knuckles and Tails was still the forefront of what was going on. I do see the point that you're making. For 30 minutes, this movie turned into a romantic comedy for no reason at all. And for a completely nonsensical reason, like that apparently some I, I'm not I guess I'll avoid spoiling Sonic the Hedgehog, too. But it was dumb and I hated it. <laughs> but the guy was so handsome, Peaches. <sighs> He was just he when he had the fedora. Oh, I super, oh my God. I super don't care. <laughs> but Dude, uh, and like there, I don't know, there's some weird shots in the movie, like where the human like Sonic and the, the whatever his name is are having a conversation on a boat. And the way that the camera is shot, it's like the guy is looking directly into my eyes. And that made me super uncomfortable. 
So what did you think about the fan service in the movie that I mentioned prior? Like, did you have fun watching the moments with Tails, Sonic, Knuckles, and especially Jim Carrey? Perfect Dr. Eggman. I think I had, I had fun with Jim Carrey as Eggman. I thought I thought it was cool that they, they gave him the mustache. Um, the first five minutes with the mushrooms, I, fucking funny. I love that. <laughs> it, it was, it, yeah, it was fine. And I think... Overall, I would actually give this like a six out of ten. It's fine to see. I would never see it again, though. I'd go seven. I'd go seven out of ten. Like, I got what I needed to, but I'm probably in the same boat where I'm not going to return. I don't know, maybe a few years from now or something if I've got nothing to do, but I got what I needed to get. Although, Zach, you do need to get in the theater because I know you. I know you're a Sonic fan. The last 15 minutes of that movie you are going to very much enjoy yeah um, does that make the movie worth it i hang out with uh with kids all day and they already spoiled it for me so yeah oh, okay. what a bunch That's of good. assholes well kids don't have a filter they they don't and also kids are assholes like that's just a very well-known fact about them <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but also hey, my kids are all right sometimes okay real sometimes. quick before we we wrap up on that sonic movie so I think Sony Pictures put out uh, Uncharted. Did Paramount Pictures do this one? Yes. Yes, Paramount did yes, the did. Sonic movie. OK, cool, cool, cool. Yep. And I mean, they did fine. Here's the thing. Unless it was a fully animated movie. I don't know if there's any studio who could have done a much better job. Paramount In does fact, know their animation and like CGI. They are a pretty good company. It that's people's like people who uh, because I'm I have a lot of criticisms of this movie, but I'm very surprised that at that 96 percent audience score, because even though I thought the movie was entertaining for what it was, I would never give it that high of a mark. Right. I think things would have changed a little bit if it were fully animated. That's one of people's biggest criticisms of these Sonic movies is even though they're good, right? Not great. They're good. Entertaining enough. Making them fully animated would have made them slightly better. I don't know where I sit in that argument, but that's what a lot of these fans have to say who do have criticisms of Sonic and now Sonic 2. Well, unfortunately for those fans, like the studios want to keep the demographic wide open and animation, like just strictly animation is not the way to go with that. You're absolutely right. You got to have that live action to appeal to everybody. I mean, I don't know. I disagree with that a little bit because like parents, two adults who don't care about Sonic are never going to go see the Sonic movie by themselves. Right. Okay, so here's so you the got thing. kids who are going to I'm an adult and I took another adult with me to go see the Sonic movie. All right. Never mind. <laughs> uh, JP, I feel like you're forgetting that we are adults. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, no. When, when someone says I need an adult and you're in the room, that's you. Oh, fuck. I am the adult. Oh, no. When did that happen? Uh-oh. We're fucked. God damn it. I'm starting. I'm starting to hyperventilate. I don't even know where the fire extinguisher is. Oh, my <laughs> Do God. Do I not have a fire extinguisher? Do I? Do no, I JP. <laughs> don't go hyperbolic. I gotta go to the store. <laughs> I'm not even All forklift right. certified yet. <laughs> forklift certified. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so I'm really interested in talking about the next show that you've put on the docket, Peaches. What do we got next? All right, this one is probably going to be the most controversial one. We are going to talk about the Halo TV show. It premiered on Paramount Plus. It's currently seven episodes in, I want to say. Um, so for where it's currently at, it is six, sitting at a 69. Nice. Nice. Uh, for critic nice. score. And a 55% audience score. So as uh, as you may have seen on the internet at some point, there's a lot of uh, fans that are unhappy with this TV series. So has any of, have any of you guys actually watched the show yet? No, I have not. No, but I think I know why everybody's upset. I'm not I am not paying Paramount Plus money simply to see Halo. I'm just not doing it. That's fair. I, I, I can't like other streaming services like they've got enough where I'm like, OK, let's see what they can do. Paramount Plus has fucking nothing. I'm not. No. Yeah, but they're building their library right now and it's it's starting out pretty strong. Well, build faster. Anyway, so I have been watching it on Paramount Plus. It's been a weekly release, so it's obviously, like I said, it's not done yet. But all right, I'm going to talk about the show first. So this show follows the uh, story of Master Chief and some of the people around him, like Captain Keys, uh, Miranda Keys, um, you know, some of his squad who I don't recognize from the games from before Reach was glassed by the Covenant, which some of you may know, that is what happens in Halo Reach. It was released in 2012, so if I spoil it for you, get over it. Um, (laughs) Lols. Ten years ago, baby. Okay, but that's super cool. I didn't know it took place before the fall of Reach, and so that actually piqued my interest. In this show, Dr. Halsey is young. Like There is a young Dr. Halsey in this show. Really? Yes. Is she hot? Yeah. Not my first question, but... <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Halsey. How is Halsey's voice acting? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have, like, a particular way that no Cortana is supposed to sound. Cortana is voiced by the original voice of Cortana. That's cool. Well, yeah, but they're, they're essentially the same person, I'm pretty but, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, Cortana like, is literally based off of Dr. Halsey. Yeah. But they sound different. I thought they voiced this. I thought she voiced both characters. No, it's. I think it's like Jen Taylor that does Cortana, and it's somebody else that does Dr. Halsey. Oh, my God, you're right. Oh, fuck, I feel dumb, because I actually brought that up as a fun fact on one of our segments. Uh, N- Natasha McElhone is uh, who it is in uh, the show. I-, I can't pronounce her last name, but that's... That's who voices her in the show. Um, and uh, Jen Taylor is Cortana in the show. Now. Oh, right on. Right on. That's super solid. The, the show follows Master Chief and like some adventures before um, the glassing of Reach. You know, like there's already been some conflicts between the Covenant and humans. But, you know, it's like there's many like, you know, they're still dealing with rebels and, you know, the rebel like a lot of people don't believe that the covenant exists. They thought it's like a UNSC boogeyman, you know, to try to make people fall in line. And like that, those aspects of the show is very interesting, like seeing the UNSC as like an oppressing force to rebelling people. Um, 
Oh, you, you thought they were the good guys in, in Halo? No, I mean, if you actually pay attention to Halo, you know the UNSC isn't the good guys, but... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, the UNSC is the empire from Star Wars, if you're paying attention. Oh, 100%. And, like, Dr. Halsey is essentially, like... She, she's a monster. Like, she's did, did horrific experiments on people to make Spartans. Well, even in the games, like, she's wanted for war crimes, and, like, everybody hates her, calling her a monster, even. Which is funny, because that's probably why Cortana turns so fucking evil in Halo Infinite. Uh, but well, anyway, there's a separate story for that. No, no, that that's a whole different reason. But we're we're not getting we're not talking about the Halo stories. We're talking the Halo game stories. We're talking about the Halo TV Plus spoilers show story. <laughs> now, it, and I'm going to avoid spoiling this as much as possible. But it follows Master Chief and if uh, you know, like before Reach, and like it introduces Cortana and Halsey and Keys and all these people, and like the, like you get to see the Covenant like in a very like brutal war type setting, and it's interesting. Um, now, the thing is, it's very hard to spoil. It's very hard to uh, say anything about the story of the show without spoiling it because it's uh, it's still going and it's very new. So I'm just going to leave the story there. OK, and I'm going to get into the controversy a little bit. Now, there are some very legitimate criticisms from Halo fans about how this show differs from the Halo stories. Or from the Halo video game stories. Um, I am personally in the camp where I do not care that Cortana is not a naked AI that follows Chief around. I, I And, you know, she's not purple. You know, she's fully clothed and whatnot. And there is definitely some Uncanny Valley stuff when you look at her. Yeah, but it's fine. It's like I can get over it pretty easily. Um, but people are very upset with how Cortana looks in the show. Is it the same kind of upset that Tucker Carlson was when they desexified the green M&M? Is that what people's fucking problem is? It very well could be, <laughs> but they're, you know, they guise it as something else. They're saying, you know, they're saying they're changing it too much from the video games. Oh, well, right. And according to Tucker Carlson, he's pissed off about the unsexy green M&M because of the liberal agenda. I mean, these people love putting up curtains, but um, we know. They're, I'm just saying. The I'm just people saying. are also uh, upset because Master Chief frequently takes off his helmet. That's not a spoiler. That's It's literally all throughout the show. Really? This is not the way. Here's, here's <laughs> the thing. Good ones are. Yeah. When you think of Master Chief, obviously you're thinking of him in the suit and the helmet. But... Did you people think that he just lived in the suit forever always? Is <laughs> Apparently people did. I kind of thought he was a clone trooper, to be honest. <laughs> Wait, so well, clone troopers are still people, too. Kind of. We didn't really explore that until st the sixth Star Wars movie or the seventh, actually. Well, if you watch Clone Wars. Oh, that's true. But I mean, how many people did? I feel like. It's, it's a lot, but yeah, it's, uh, well, compar more compared to the overall Star Wars audience, a lot less. I, I did on Cartoon Network. It was good. Oh, those were the days. Those were the Anyways, days. Anyways, we are getting off topic. Okay, hold the phone. Back to Master Chief living in his suit. So you're telling me he doesn't poop in his suit? <laughs> just like is it just not? like uh, you, in Harry Potter, I refuse to accept that you know they they poop and then they magic the poop away. 
or they, they poop themselves <laughs> and magic it away. I did no, I, I don't accept that. No. And so um, Master Chief is frequently seen without his helmet on and also without his armor on, because if you're a soldier, you and you're like a fucking super soldier, you're going to take your armor off to sleep and walk around unless you are needing to be combat ready. Why on earth would you walk around in a two ton suit forever and always? I, I plus I refuse. Why the fuck would you put that many miles on this mech suit? is getting a lot of mileage. Like if he's trying to trade that suit in, he's going to get a real low price on it. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that his armor is powered. So by that logic, eventually that power source would fail. Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's dumb criticism that people are mad that Master Chief takes off his helmet and armor because obviously he's a person and he would do that. Like you, you wouldn't want to live in a helmet all day long. So obviously, why would another person want to? Um, I think you know, there's there's some right criticism of it. It's not always the best written show. Some of the story, like the side arcs, I don't care for so far. But overall, I think it's fine. I think it's like a six and a half or a seven out of ten show. Like it's worth watching just to see some Halo in live action. What's funny is I have not actually watched the show yet, but I do know that people had mixed feelings. I just didn't understand about what. And now that I know what the that about what is, these people are kind of stupid. Here's the thing. Yeah, all of those criticisms are invalid to me. I I don't look at this show as like this is directly connected to the video games. I look at this as like this is a fun like Halo thing to watch as a side as a side piece. You know what I mean? And isn't that really just the summation of everything that we've talked about today? Kind of to wrap this up a little bit. Yeah, that's what all of these properties are supposed or all of these TV shows and movies. That's what they're supposed to be. Right. Just like fun. Okay. But when I watched the Monster Hunter movie, there was that girl from Resident Evil, which really messed with me, forgetting her name. She's a pretty good actress, I think. But anyway, the one who who played Alice? Yes. Okay. Okay. And she had a machine gun and was shooting Rathalos. All right. Nobody knows who that is. Also, what uh, score did that movie get? The big dragon on the box art. Oh. So it's you like know. Charizard. So it's like Charizard. Thank you. Exactly. Also, who, okay. who made which which company made? I don't know. It was a poop decision. Whoever did it. So I gotta say. <laughs> it seems a little rushed. I, it, like it, it went so under the radar. Monster Hunter. It was made by Sony. Movie. Yeah, fuck Sony. Oh, wait a second. Damn, Sony owns all of the video game movies. Sony is currently working on the greatest animated movie I've ever fucking seen in my goddamn life. So, no, do not fuck Sony. Sony's doing good. Leave Sony alone. I don't know. Sony <laughs> fucking dropped the ball. Paul Anderson. All right. You watch out for that guy. You watch out for him. Well, just leave him away from Spider-Verse and we'll be good. <laughs> He's not even allowed in the same right, building just, as the people who are working in Spider-Verse. Here and I just want to wrap us up. So, guys, given this recent body of work, given, you know, it's also important to consider that not every, you know, video game movie in like the last 10 years has been a hit. Obviously, we've had Mortal Kombat. We've had Rampage. We've had Detective Pikachu and Tomb Raider. I will not argue with you guys about Detective Pikachu right now. We're, we're moving on. Um, 
given this recent body of work, how, how do you guys feel about going forward? I actually want to do this again. So listeners, if, if you like us talking about video game movies and TV shows, let us know, because we had a lot of fun doing it today. Because we could talk Detective Pikachu for hours. Oh, yeah, we could do like a whole mini series just on that movie alone, Detective just Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. And Chaz has to come <laughs> to every single one. So as far as like how I feel going forward, I'm su- to answer his actual question. <laughs> Thank you, JP. <laughs> how dare you? Don't give this to him. Hey, shameless plug. I'm very optimistic because you can see the incline, right? Sonic the Hedgehog 2, with all of its flaws, is still immensely better than the vast majority of video game movies, right? It just, it is. It really fucking is. And that says a lot more about the industry than it does about Sonic 2, to be honest with you. But the point is that we're seeing an incline. We're seeing it go up. We're seeing the quality go up. We're seeing the bar being set. We're seeing new good precedence being set. So moving forward, I think every once in a while we're still going to get a pile of doo-doo. You know, like we did with Monster Hunter, apparently, allegedly. I haven't seen it either. I just... But I'm very optimistic. I think it's going in a good direction. I think we're going to continue to see some higher quality things come out of video game properties. I would agree. I think that they're like really starting to put more effort into these video game movies and like they're, you know, they're not just churning them out to make a quick buck. I mean, obviously, that's the end goal of any video game movie. Yes. But it seems like there's more effort going into it now. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. All right. Can we stop talking about video games, movies and start talking about video games again? All right. All right. I'm out of here. I'll say Zach wants to get rid of me. He, he hates movies and TV shows. I guess that's that's my call to get out. We are once again turning into the Game T podcast. I am once again the captain. And I say we're talking about Xenoblade. No, just kidding. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Zach, we'll give you some time to talk about Xenoblade soon. I promise. There's never going to be time, JP. Don't lie to me. Sure there is. How about, um, I don't know, when the game releases? Oh, yeah. I could be dead by then. I don't think we'd get that lucky. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm leaving now. I wanted a nap anyway. This episode is ending so aggressively. <laughs> this is all your fault, Chess. Yeah. Yeah, we were all happy until we started talking about how our favorite properties have been dooted on thanks to the greedy corporations of Hollywood. I mean greedy companies everywhere (laughs) but yeah we could say that that's a different thing all right well peaches i'm gonna give you a special treat since you did a so such a good job of hosting today how about you sound us off all right everybody thanks so much for uh listening to the movie t podcast movie tv podcast i got it there um we'll see (laughs) you in the next episode in three months you just got your movie tea. Three months later. Yeah, because that's when the next the like, movie tea. You know, there's a whole slew of, uh, you know, there's Mario, Division, Game Borderlands, tea? Minecraft, Last of Us. We got to wait for all those to drop before we do it again. Oh, sweet, sassy, molassy. Bye. <laughs> later. Mwah. Yahoo. All right. Stop recording in three, two, one.
If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.